This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Only about half the words we use today would have even been understood by William Shakespeare. Yeah, how smart is he? <laughs> This is Weird AF News, and I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's get weird today, Thursday, August 10th. Cruise passengers are ordered to switch off the lights, turn the music off, shut everything down, and be prepared for a pirate attack. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) How's that for a luxury cruise? Yes, yes, it's all part of the big price that you pay for a luxury cruise. (laughs) Don't you want the real-life experience of being on a cruise ship in foreign waters? Well, this is what you get. Tourists on a luxury cruise are suddenly subject to a dusk-till-dawn blackout by the captain, ordered to go without the standard entertainment for 10 days because of a pirate threat. There are about 2,000 passengers aboard the Sea Princess, and these passengers paid about 30,000 pounds. So you're talking like $45,000, maybe $50,000 for a 104-world cruise departing from Sydney, Australia, The passengers were stunned to learn that all the curtains must be drawn and the shutters closed as the vessel was turned into a, quote, ghost ship. Yes. Give me your thousands of pounds. And what do you you want, some fun? What do you want, a buffet? I don't think so. You draw your curtains and get under your bed. (laughs) You shut the hell up for the next 10 days. (laughs) One passenger gave the details, said the blackout occurred for 10 days as the ship traveled across the Indian Ocean, the Arabian Sea, the Gulf of Aden, and the Suez Canal. She said Captain Arma addressed the ship and apologized for alarming the passengers, but insisted that the threat was very real and that the ship must be prepared for a pirate attack. How do you get on the microphone and tell that to the passengers if you're the captain? All right, here we go. Hey, guys, uh, it's your captain speaking. Yeah, uh, so, you know, we ran out of broccoli a few days ago, and we told you that that was was as low as it was going to get, but... And the DJ quit, but it, it is going to get even worse. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but you need to prepare for a pirate attack. I know, I know, it's 2017, you've paid a lot of money, and you want to play pool volleyball. I, I'm sorry, uh, you have to instead prepare for a pirate attack. <laughs> You'll find a cutlass under your bunk, <laughs> and we provided eye patches in the bathroom. Just put on this stuff... <laughs> If anybody has a pet parrot, please bring it out of the pet storage facility and uh, put that on your shoulder. (laughs) Also, a media specialist who had happened to be a guest speaker on the ship claimed that the captain announced that as well as the dusk till dawn blackout, they would have a compulsory pirate drill. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, meet us on the top deck and prepare to sword fight with fake plastic pirate swords. That's how we're going to do it. I'm just kidding with the jokes here. I mean, pirates don't even use swords anymore. They got guns, obviously. So this is a serious situation, but I can't help but make fun of it. It's, uh, it's just it's something you don't hear every day. Japanese scientists have created ice cream that doesn't melt. That's right, guys. Our dreams have finally come true. <laughs> you don't have to rush through this ice cream on the cone anymore. You can hang out all day with this thing and just eat it at your own pace. Finally. <laughs> So ice cream starts melting just moments after it's scooped from a container. And we all find that annoying, right? It's so annoying. What am I paying for here, all right? Paying for something to just run down my hand? I don't think so. 
Now, researchers from Kanazawa University in Japan claim they've found a way to maintain the shape of ice cream by increasing its melting point. So, you know, this sounds so easy. Like, why didn't we think of this before? Oh, yeah, increase its melting point. Duh. This new non-melting ice cream can last three hours at room temperature with hardly any melting at all. Researchers tested the ice cream by blowing hot air on it for five minutes using a hairdryer, and it still retained its shape. How about that? You put a hairdryer on it, bam, it's still in the same shape. This is amazing. Why haven't we done this earlier again? Scientists have adapted the ice cream by injecting it with polyphenol liquid. What's polyphenol liquid? It's extracted from strawberries, apparently. It has properties to make it difficult for water and oil to separate. Tomehisa Ota, a professor at Kanazawa University, was quoted as saying, An ice cream containing this chemical will be able to retain the original shape for longer than usual and be hard to melt. This weather-resistant ice cream comes in different flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And each one is a miracle, in my opinion. This is great. So can't, why doesn't the rest of this industry get on board? Huh, Ben and Jerry's? I'm talking to you. <laughs> A rapper who once declared, God made me bulletproof, was shot and killed. An Atlanta rapper who previously claimed to have been shot on at least 11 different occasions, and who in December, after being wounded again, proclaimed, God made me bulletproof, was shot and killed Sunday. That's like the only industry where being shot again and again is a benefit. If you've been shot 11 times, you're probably going to get more iTunes downloads than the guy who's only been shot four times, let's say. His name is something I can't pronounce, but... Uh, I'll try anyways. Jibril Abdur Rahman. He was 28 years old, better known as rapper Young Maisie. He was found dead with multiple gunshot wounds inside the Urban Pie Pizza Shop in Atlanta. Shot and killed in a pizza shop. That is totally like Italian mafia style. The rapper made his bulletproof declaration in the form of a tweet after the 11th shooting. And he sent the tweet from his hospital just hours after he suffered a chest wound during an attack at a Waffle House last December. This, this guy's getting shot in pizza places and Waffle Houses. I mean, what, you know, if your enemies know, you're going to be hanging out at IHOPs. He also has a website where, on his biography, he talks about recovering from a bullet wound to the head. The rumor is that he worked on his website at a Denny's. <laughs> Look, I don't mean to make light about a guy dying, but it is a little bit weird that he keeps saying that he's bulletproof and then he keeps getting shot in food stores. Who's your favorite rapper? Do you guys have one? Please write in. I'm, I'm always looking for new artists to listen to. I have been digging on Anderson Pac for the last year or so. Uh, and so I'm open to hear what you guys have for suggestions in that department. Write a comment or call into my station. I'd love to hear from you. This is Jonesy, and you're listening to Weird AF News only on Anchor. Did you know that the word abracadabra was first used to ward off malaria? I don't even know how that works. You have malaria? Get away from me. I mean, abracadabra, sir. <laughs> That's pretty weird. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy, recording from Los Angeles, California. Let's dive right into the weird. A wandering weirdo, excuse me, a wandering shaman has been mistaken for a Bigfoot in North Carolina. <laughs> I can't even get through the titles without laughing. <laughs> so a self-described shaman says a strange creature reportedly spotted in the hills of North Carolina last week was actually him dressed in animal skins. Yep, that was me, guys. This Bigfoot sighting happened last Friday in the Appalachian Mountains, but the story took an even weirder twist with a mistaken identity claim. Gawain McGregor says it was him wandering through the forest on the night in question. But a local group of Bigfoot hunters claimed that what they saw could not have been him. This Bigfoot hunter group called Bigfoot 911. It's a Facebook group of, of more than... <clears throat> so the Bigfoot... 
Hey, Ma. Honey, what are you doing in there? Nothing, Ma. I'm just creating a Bigfoot group on Facebook. Bigfoot 911. We're doing good things. <laughs> this group apparently has more than 5,700 members that investigate sightings of the mythical beast in McDowell County, western North Carolina. 5,700 members just in this area? Did I say 57,000? It's 5,700. Just in McDowell County, there's that many Bigfoot sightings? This seems strange to me. John Bruner, who runs the Bigfoot 911 group, says the creature that he and eight other members encountered last Friday stood at around eight feet tall, had a different facial appearance, and moved with speed unmatched by any human. However, Mr. McGregor claims, nope, that was me, that was me. He was participating in a sacrament of wearing hair-covered animal skins and wandering in the forest. You're wondering, what kind of sacrament is that? Well... <laughs> The 36-year-old who was on vacation from Minnesota writes on his blog about his personal belief in Bigfoot, or as he calls it, the divine nature of Sasquatch. He writes that by dressing in animal skins and reciting a Sasquatch prayer, he has had several encounters with the beast in the forest. Oh, man. I'm surprised this guy hasn't been shot. Yeah, I'm sure if you put animal skins on and you go out there, Bigfoot's going to really come up to you. Yep. Because that's what Bigfoot wants, to be taunted. <laughs> Hundreds of sightings of Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, have been reported in western North Carolina and the Appalachian Mountains along the East Coast. Well, that's a lot of sightings, and that probably explains why the Facebook group Bigfoot 911 has so many members. Later in the week, police in neighboring South Carolina advised citizens not to shoot at Bigfoot since you'll most likely be wounding a fun-loving and well-intentioned person sweating in a gorilla costume. <laughs> yes, yes. You just might. So do any of you live in Chicago? Because apparently flying humanoids have been a thing lately. Yes, flying humanoids. There's been a record number of flying humanoid sightings over Chicago this year. I'm going to post a link to a timeline of all the Chicago flying humanoid sightings thus far. So you can go through them. Maybe you were in the area at that time. I don't know how truthful these sightings can be. A lot of them have been in 2017. You mean to tell me no one's got video or pictures of these things? So mostly they've been observed hovering in the air, but one took a dramatic leap off the Sears Tower apparently, and two more performed aerial maneuvers over the Adler Planetarium. One of the sightings was reported by a police officer and confirmed by a self-described aspiring journalist, both of whom saw a tall, thin figure jump off an apartment building in Auburn, Gresham, and then fly away. Now there's a guy named Lon Strickler who's been investigating these flying humanoids since the late 70s, because it's been going on for a while apparently. He has a website, Phantoms and Monsters. He says he's never heard of so many reports from one place in such a short period of time. He compares it to the Mothman who haunted the skies above Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the late 60s. Most of these flying humanoids here have been spotted around Lake Michigan, which makes sense to Strickler. Lots of weird stuff appears around Lake Michigan, like unidentified flying crafts and orbs. Maybe the lake is some sort of portal, he says. Or maybe people are just dropping acid around the lake, as I say. <laughs> Anyways, based on the reports coming in from Chicago, Strickler thinks that there have been three separate humanoids flying around. The earlier sightings were a tall, feathered being with wings and glowing red eyes. The second wave were possibly lecuzas, or lechuzas, Mexican witches that transform into owls or eagles. The most recent sightings have most closely resembled large black bats between six and eight feet tall with a wingspan of about 12 feet. Where's the video, people? Strickler feels confident that these are, in fact, flying humanoids and not gliders or drone or large birds or, 
you know, anything that Occam's razor would bring us to assume first and foremost before we take the leap into flying humanoid realms. <laughs> he says it may very well be an extra-dimensional traveler of some type. Yes, of course. Because if I'm an extra-dimensional traveler, the first place I want to go is Chicago. <laughs> hey, let's go to a city that's really safe. Well, I'd love to know if any of you have spotted these flying humanoids, and I'd like to know if you were sober at the time. Please call into my station or comment below. I want to hear about your experience. And if you have video of it, please. Well, we need to uh, post a link to that. Let's get down to the bottom of these flying uh, humanoids. I feel like these flying humanoids could be put to good use. Like, perhaps they could be wide receivers in the NFL or something. My brain's always working, guys. Favorite my station. This is Jonesy. Walmart apologizes for the Own the School Year Like a Hero banner that they had mistakenly placed over a gun display in one of their stores. I love when big companies make mistakes <laughs> and then have to apologize. On behalf of Walmart, we didn't mean to tell kids to buy guns and bring them to school, we swear. <laughs> so Walmart is apologizing after a photo of a back-to-school store sign placed over a glass firearms display started rocketing across social media. The sign said, own the school year like a pro, and it was right over a firearms display. You can imagine the confusion, and you can imagine the fun that was had on Twitter at Walmart's behalf. This story went a little bit viral to the point where Walmart had to apologize. The photo appeared to create confusion within the company, whose explanation for the store's location is at odds with a woman claiming to have seen and photographed the display. Charles Krausen, a puppet, excuse me, a spokesman for Walmart, Krausen said the display and the configuration of the store suggest the photo is legitimate. It was not clear whether the sign was placed there by an employee or a shopper. Ooh, conspiracy theories abound. <laughs> I'm going to imitate this guy, Krausen. What's seen in this photograph would never be ac acceptable in our stores, of course. We regret this situation and are looking into how it could have happened. The woman who took the photo claims it was in Evansville, Indiana, on an early morning shopping trip Wednesday with her husband. Says that when they walked by the sporting goods section, May spotted the display and she called it disgusting. We have already lost so many innocent lives to guns, she said, adding that she drew an immediate connection between firearms and school shootings. May said she alerted store employees but could not find a manager. People don't seem to honestly care, she said. That's because Walmart employees are paid zero. <laughs> Walmart employees are not paid enough to care. <laughs> That's why. This display is another marketing-related mishap for the mega chain. In July, the company was blasted for using a racist term to describe a wig cap sold on its online store. You know, Walmart just needs help. That's what they do. They have all the money in the world and they just can't get their act together. It's a shame. You would think that they could pay real professionals to do a very good job. They have more money than God. What do you guys think of Walmart? Are you guys happy when this kind of thing happens to Walmart? I love it personally. Give me a call. Let me know what you think.